The following program is paid for by the Springdale Golf Club. The views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and her guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the station, management, or its ownership. It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. It's another fantastic Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. The woman was a dream I had, though rather hard to keep. For when my eyes were watching hers, they closed, and I was still... I'm excited to bring you all another week of pop culture stories and fun. Now, the lack of sports may have you feeling lost, but we will be your entertainment compass every Friday. A GPS of sorts. Yeah, that's it. A golf professional service. Something fun, and will hopefully keep you from bouncing off the walls. Let's go. And fatally bouncing around the room, the echo of whomever spoke. And there we are with our song of the week, a little fun and a little fish and a little uh, bouncing around the room is the title of that song there. And I thought it's appropriate because uh, for all of us who have kids, or maybe if you don't have kids, uh, I think everyone's just really bouncing around the room at home. And they're finding all sorts of new and interesting things to do, so... As, as we are here, too, at the show, trying to find all sorts of new and interesting things to come up with to entertain all of you on a weekly basis. And uh, certainly, Brandel Chambly has done his part this week. But before we get to him and uh, my opinion on that situation, we're going to bring you up to speed on the golfing world and the PGA Tour and where our golf calendar and where our sports calendar lies at this point. Um, USGA, unfortunately, sent notice to Wingfoot yesterday, and they announced that the U.S. Open is going to be postponed until a later date, and uh, well, I'm not too surprised by this. Um, one other uh, piece of information that came out this week was that the Olympics were postponed, which it's kind of interesting that it took so long for that to become postponed till next year, since that brings people together from all over the world into one small area to populate for like a three-week span. So I, I didn't really see how that was going to happen, which led to my you know calendar prognostication from last week. So Olympics are out. Now we have a spot for the U.S. Open or one of our other golf majors. So we'll see how the calendar thing plays out. But the first sign that my... Um, proposed calendar may work out and lead to one of the most exciting falls for golf and sports that we could ever imagine. Um, well, stay tuned for more on that. And, uh, you know, speaking of more on all of you following up on my calendar and the show from last week and the top 10 sports movies of all time, the reaction by everybody on social media or the texts that I get or um, all of the different messages and emails that you all send me. I mean, it's just been great, you know. And um, one other thing that I've been up to in the beginning of this year since the start of 2020 is that I've been having some fun online with something I call 2020 Vision. And back in the fall, I guess where this came from, back in the fall, some friends came to me um, after I had um, been awarded. Um, you know, I've never kind of really mentioned this on air before, but uh, I was very fortunate and I feel very privileged to be selected by my peers to be the New Jersey PGA Golf Professional of the Year. And part of what that meant to me was that I need to be a role model to my peers and to my members and to the golfing community here in the region and, and maybe even to a national level. So I started to put myself out there in 2020 with a vision of some different topics that come up in golf and business and life. And I've been having a lot of fun with it uh, and with my newfound uh, quarantining at home here, my stay at home uh, status. 
uh, I decided to have some fun with it and do a little video this week. So we did a little video on staying connected. And the point of that was truly just to have us all stay connected. And I'm excited to announce to all my Springdale members that we're bringing Tower TV back. And I know you've seen a couple episodes already this week. And we're excited to do it as a staff. And it's not just going to be the golf staff. We're going to do all sorts of Springdale lifestyle messages. I know that Donovan's fired up and Chef Corey and Brittany and Jim and everybody. We're going to be coming to you as many times as we can over the next couple of weeks just so that way we can all stay connected and i think you know it provides uh, in these times of what may be worry um you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just a very positive person, and I feel like the glass is really half full, and it's this great opportunity for me to spend a little more time connecting with my members and having some fun and showing maybe a little more personal side of myself and my family. So I hope everyone enjoyed that staying connected message that I sent out yesterday, and I, I hope everyone's really enjoying the Tower TV. We've got some great ideas as a staff coming, and I encourage everyone to reach out to their members. You know, don't wait for them to come back to you. Um, go after everybody else. And let them know that you care about them and that you're thinking about them. And I bet you they're going to respond and they're going to tell you they care and they're going to respond to you. So it's an exciting time. And I mean, I mean, it's, you know, of course, we encourage everyone to connect with one another. But I think it's probably an appropriate time to talk about some ideas of what we can do while we are here at home and while we're under this stay at home executive order by the governor. I've seen some really cool things online when it comes to content and or ideas. And, and I know that a lot of people are working from home and they're using their Zoom or their Google Hangouts. But who's thought to think of using Zoom or Google Hangout to have kids have playdates? Or even better, to have parents maybe have happy hour together, you know, uh, sit together with a couple of your couples and friends and uh, just discuss and have some adult conversations and chat about what's going on in everyone's world and make sure you catch it, catch up with one another. I know my wife and I, we've been randomly FaceTiming friends of ours each evening just to make sure that uh, we can maintain our sanity and that we're checking on the sanity of all of our friends and our neighbors and we're having a lot of fun with it. But I, I've seen people go as far as play charades on Zoom and Google Hangouts and there's just been all sorts of great um, ideas put out there on social media. And I mean, it, there's just so much fun content that's coming across. And it, one of the things I really enjoy is this notion that all these athletes with all their free time, you know, those are still competitive people. So I saw a post the other day where Rory was on his Peloton and, you know, he looked like he was really working out hard and he was challenging his fellow athletes. And then JT and Ricky were hitting, were playing left-handed golf, which led to Brooks then hitting a left-handed shot and then hitting a mile past them. And then it led to our sponsors, TaylorMade, putting out DJ, hitting a left-handed driver, which, I mean, for all intents and purposes, was way better than I, I ever hit hit right-handed driver in my life. I mean, I think he hit it like 300 yards in the air left-handed and it looked extremely, extremely Adam Scott-like, you know, uh, when he swung it. I mean, it was just really impressive. But it's it's really cool. Um, Jimmy Fallon doing The Tonight Show from his house. I mean, I saw one of the episodes. The guy has a slide in the middle of his house, like an actual slide. If you haven't seen that, it's pretty cool. I, I just thought it was really fun to see that. Uh, one thing that came across my computer screen, as I was searching the web the other day, was that our friends at Walt Disney World and their Imagineers. Now, an Imagineer is an engineer, but when you work for Disney, you're like a cast member or they have some sort of very fun um, name and or description for all of their employees there. So if you're an engineer for Disney, then you're an Imagineer. 
And the Imagineers put up some free curriculum for you if you're with your kids with all sorts of fun things to do. And, I mean, there's hours worth of projects and things here to do. And... It's just, I think it's pretty cool. So you get the kids thinking and you get them doing some fun things like creating a theme park or creating their own Disney character and the thought and the ideas and the branding and all the fun that can be associated by that. So check that out. If you just uh, Google Disney Imagineers um, free, um, it's going to come up and, and you're going to see it right away because it's been super popular on there. And, you know, one of the things I keep telling my kids and I keep telling other friends of mine is that I think that, you know, these are like truly historic times. And I think it would be really cool if we all kept journals, you know, for all that's going on right now and all that we're experiencing. It'll be really tough like 10 years from now, let alone two years from now or 20 years from now for me to explain to my grandkids that, you know, what happened and for my kids to explain. And with all the technology we have nowadays, it just doesn't have to be a journal where we write something in a book, although if that's your thing. Writing is a great tool for easing the mind, but I also think we have, you know, these smartphones where we can record a journal entry of the week or the day. I think if you think about how we record everything and we're taking pictures and, and billions of pictures as a planet a day on these smartphones, why not take one 30-second message or 60-second message every day just for yourself and for your family and for your friends and for the future? And put that out there and just keep it. And then, you know, maybe five years from now when we're thinking back to all of these amazing times that we experienced. I mean, this is like truly historical. And if you think back to something that maybe could be even closely compared to this, it would be the Great Depression. And there really isn't anyone alive today. If they were, they would probably be in their mid-90s. And they probably can't recall to the level with which if they had a video recording or a written journal of what they experienced between, you know, 1929 to 1939. So, I encourage everyone to put a journal together. I think that that would be something just really cool to do. And, you know, speaking of the Great Depression, you know, that was one of the most creative times in all of our history here in the United States. You know, there was a number of really cool inventions that came out of the time of the Great Depression when everyone was kind of stuck at home and they had to be a little bit more thoughtful than active. And, you know, you got some, let's see, a, a couple of things that came across. The electric razor, which uh, which I guess if you've seen me lately, um, I haven't really been using any razor, but uh, that kind of is what it is. Uh, the car radio is another one. Um, Xerox machines are making photocopies. That came out of that creative time period. And, and then probably everyone's favorite was chocolate chip cookies. Imagine the Great Depression led to chocolate chip cookies. So maybe enjoy a cookie today and think of something new that you can do because it's just a period in time where I think we should be trying to ease our minds and think forward and try to help each other out, stay connected, all of these little themes that I've touched upon right now. Now, I did say that there was some news of the week created by the one and only Brandel Chambly. And if you haven't been following along with this, I'm not going to get too deep into what he said. I'll give you the sentiment of what he said. But he basically came out and said that the teaching profession, as it stands right now, is kind of a farce. And that tools like YouTube and all the online tools that we have um, have certainly given us the opportunity to see where all of the teachers and coaches that are out there, especially those that are the, and he quotes, the 27,000 uh, members of the PGA of America don't really know what they're doing. And then he had some rather choice words that he, that he said uh, on how technology and YouTube has kind of slapped everyone in the face and said that they basically don't know what they're doing. So I 
I don't sit here to try to contemplate and or understand why he would even say this. And, you know, where did this come from? If you want to look it up, well, Brandel Chambly, he was being interviewed by uh, Adam Shupak from Golf Week. And there was a two-part interview, and don't even bother with part two because you're going to get to part one, and this is what I'm talking about. It didn't take two parts um, for Brandel to blow up the Internet. And, um you know, he, he questioned all of the top 50 and top 100 lists. So Golf Digest and Golf Magazine, you know, what do they think about all that? I mean, the top 10 players in the official world golf rankings all have coaches. So I, I don't quite get his point. And uh, I mean, there's just any there's any number of issues there. But as a PGA member, I just want to say that I'm extremely proud of the manner in which my association has reacted to this because Seth Waugh, who's the CEO of the PGA of America and a guest on our show a couple months ago, and Susie Whaley, our PGA of America president, and um, just both tremendous leaders wrote an editorial letter immediately back to Golf Week and obviously directed at Brandel Chambly's comments. And I'm just going to give you a couple excerpts here, but I, I just think what they said and what we stand for as an association is just really important to get out there so that people don't listen to people like Brandel and their opinions that are just really um, quite myopic and don't have really a leg to stand on. But, you know, and, and here's what Seth and Susie had to say. We can't speak for all instructors, but at the PGA of America, we are proud of our members who choose to coach. They help millions enjoy the game more, play it at a higher level, and most importantly, play the game for as long as possible with the best experience possible. They go on further to say, you know, the path required to earn a PGA membership is extremely rigorous with an academic curriculum and testing based on scientific research and practical hands-on experience over a period of four or more years. And they finish up with, but what truly sets PGA professionals apart in addition to this training and expertise is the way they use their craft to help improve people's lives by welcoming them into the game. And I think that's probably the most important part of all of this is that I just can't believe that he would take, whether he was thinking about it or not, he should have been thinking based upon his pedestal, but he, to take this kind of shot at the PGA of America, who we spend all of our time growing the game. I mean, how would PGA Junior League exist in the 70,000 kids that are going to play in that program once it begins again, or drive, chip, and putt if it weren't the, for PGA professionals and or coaches? Let's not just limit it to the PGA of America. So, you know, I don't know if Brandel's going down a road where he's going to end up playing golf with Peter Kessler in a week or two, but uh, the former leader of the PGA of America, Mr. Pete Bavacqua, is now really his boss's boss's boss as the president of NBC Universal, which owns the Golf Channel. So, Pete, I mean, it's, I guess it's up to you all. I wish you all the best of luck in trying to figure out what you're going to do. You know, the 29,000 men and women of my association will always answer the call, and they'll do it not just for golf, but for everyone who dials up our number for whatever they might need. And I think that's an important uh, moment to stress. And I hope that all of you think about that and you think about how much you enjoy golf and your relationship with your PGA professional. I know based upon the reaction to staying connected this week that we're all going to keep in touch with you and we hope that you'll keep in touch with us. And speaking of keeping in touch with PGA professionals, before I get to break here, I've got a really fun piece of content coming up for the second half. I went out and put a survey out this week to about 100 different PGA professionals with some fun rapid-fire questions, and you won't believe the answers that I got in return. So, folks, it's about 3.19 p.m. here in New York. It's about 12.19 p.m. for our friends out there on the West Coast. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Be back in a moment. 
The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through True and Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash True and Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, the jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You listen to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. I've been busy this week having some fun with my fellow golf professionals. Can't wait to share with all of you what I've learned. But first, little REM. Turn it up. And there we go, folks. You know, they're one of their great 80s hits there. Can't get there from here. And although it, I know at times right now it may seem like we just can't get there from here, but in the meantime, we can have a lot of fun. And one of the fun things that I got into this week, and I think you'll all enjoy, is, well, you know me. I, I love to... Um, kind of uh, stir the pot, and I haven't had enough rapid-fire Q&A in the last week or two, and that's driving me a little bit nuts. And uh, But please re- be rest assured, we are working on our tech here at Springdale Golf Live to go back to our interviews and uh, find some fun people out there that we can talk to. But for the time being, I have gone to the interwebs and my email trails to uh, get to know a couple of my... PGA professional friends. And I, I think it's important and it's fun to do these types of things from time to time. And um, one of the ones that, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I'll take you back a couple of years here. When I was a kid, I always thought it was great fun to watch this one particular game show. And because they would survey people, so they would say, you know, we just surveyed 100 people. The top five answers are on the board. So, um, wait, hang on. I think we've got something here. Oh, yes, it's a little family feud inspired golf professional rapid fire Q&A. That's for sure, folks. And what we have here is nine 
different questions that we are having some fun with, with a hundred PGA professionals that I emailed this week. And uh, it's not necessarily top five answers around the board, but we had some fun with what they came back with. So we're going to uh, talk about a couple of different questions here and see what their answers are. But I think you'll find all of this very ent- entertaining. I know I learned a lot about my peers this week and uh, not just in a sense that how valuable we all are to golf and to our golf facilities. Uh, Thank you very much, PGA of America. But more importantly, um, how valuable we are to each other and how interesting each and every PGA professional is that's out there. So I encourage all of you that are members that are listening, reach out to your PGA professional and, and see what their answers would be to some of these questions. So question number one, best golf tournament you ever watched on television? So we threw that out there and there were some very interesting answers. But as you can imagine, the number one answer for that one was the 1986 Jack Nicholas Masters. And uh, it's certainly uh, of the 100 that were surveyed. And I think I got back about 70 responses. Uh, over 20 said the 1986 Masters. So that was definitely number one. Um, not surprisingly, and what my pick was, was the 1999 Ryder Cup as number two. Both legendary tournaments in their own in their own right. Um, I, there were a couple answers out though there that I did really enjoy. One was the 2018 Tour Championship and the March Down the Hill by Tiger Woods and the legions of fans was certainly something in golf we've never seen before and, and quite possibly won't ever see again. But I enjoyed this one golf professional's take on it. He said the 1999 Doral. So I wrote back and I said. What is so significant about the 1999 Doral? And he said, well, Greg Kraft was leading the tournament, and he was on the last hole playing against Steve Elkington, and he hit a fat five iron into the water, and it was a collapse. And this particular golf professional took that as a moment of inspiration, that even though Greg Kraft wasn't the most skilled golfer, and he went on to win other tournaments, but that he would be the hardest worker. And I know that this golf—I mean, this particular golf professional is one of the top 10 golf professionals in the country, playing-wise. And he's a member here of the New Jersey section and a fantastic guy. But to hear him describe that moment of watching Greg Kraft in, in, in the end of that tournament was really uh, very eye-opening and I thought something I thought was really cool. All right, number two, most entertaining golf follow on social media. So I'm happy to report that uh, Springdale Golf Live made it onto some of the lists, but some of the other ones that certainly were great were No Laying Up and um, Harold Varner III, if you like PGA Tour players. Uh, JT and Ricky made it on there, too. Patty Harrington's had some great stuff lately. This was kind of all over the map. Um, PGA memes, all sorts of different things. So um, I encourage everyone to get out there. And if you're looking to satiate a little bit of a golf thirst, then hit social media up and uh, just use the search functions on your Twitter or Facebook or Instagram feeds and uh, see what you come up with. All right, number three, who would you most like to have dinner with? Now, it's all I said is the question. Most people went down the golf road, which was kind of cool. We had Fred Couples and John Daly and people like Mike Kaiser, who's a project developer for like Sand Hills and place like that, Cabot Links. Ben Crenshaw was popular. Bobby Jones. We had Jesus. We had God. So it just goes to show you that golfers need all sorts of help. We had some Tom Brady. Um, I guess this was pre-Tampa Bay. We had um, probably what was one of the most... Interesting things was that a lot of people mentioned either their grandparents, living or or deceased, or their parents themselves. Uh, I know one golf professional mentioned his wife, and I gave him kudos to that. I thought that was a great answer. But uh, who would you most like to have dinner with? Who would you like the most to have dinner with? Ask yourself that question and see what you come back with. Hit me up on social media at KJPGA. 
All right, next question. Question number four. Would you rather play golf with Tiger or Jack in their prime? Now, again, 100 people were surveyed, about 70 responses. And believe it or not, within one vote, this was split right down the middle with all sorts of different reasons. Everything from I've already played with both to I wouldn't want to play with either. But when I tallied up the total Jack votes versus the total Tiger votes. Now, this is a wide array of golf professionals that run ages from probably early 70s all the way down to in their mid-20s. So, you know, there's not just all Tiger guys or just all Jack guys involved in this, and I kind of sit somewhere right in the middle. So I certainly experienced the 86 Ryder Cup, and I certainly experienced year 2000 for Tiger. So um, really interesting. I mean, which, which side do you sit on? Who would you like to play golf with? Let me know. Number five, the one Caddyshack character... All right, the one Caddyshack character you relate to most. Now, this was a really fun question. Everybody knows about Caddyshack, number two on our top 10 sports movie list last week. All right, nice little tie-in synergy there to our content from a week ago. So the one Caddyshack character you relate to most. Now, every PGA professional that's out on this email, they are certainly um, living the life of the Caddyshack character from time to time. And of that, there was a tie for first. And the tie for first was Danny Noonan and Chevy Chase's character, Ty Webb. And they were they were equally tied from those 70 respondents, which was really cool. Now, I mean, there were some great responses in here. But believe it or not, tied for third of all things after those first two. So if those two are tied for first, now we go down to third place. Third place was another tie, and it was between Lou Loomis. Lou Loomis is the caddy master. All right, you know, pick up that blood. And the other one was, and this one really kind of made, gave me a really good laugh while I was reading through all of this, but uh, it was Smoke Porterhouse. Now, Smoke Porterhouse, I had to look up his first name. I truly didn't know it. But when Judge Schmales walks in the locker room, he's like, Porterhouse, check the, check the shine on my shoes, right? Porterhouse is the locker room attendant. So of these 70 respondents, a lot of people... We're connecting with the character of Smoke Porterhouse, which I thought was extremely funny, and, and hopefully you all get a good laugh out of that. And question number six, favorite golf training aid. There's a million of these, that's for sure. Everything from impact bags to putting bar, um, putting arcs to um, path pros and the putting stick. Uh, me for, uh, for me, it's the right angle. I know Martin Chuck had a couple on there, like the plane right and the smart ball. Um, there's a pressure board, all sorts of things. The list is great. At some point, I'm going to put it online so you can go check these things out while you're at home, and maybe you'll find something that'll help you with your game. Number seven, Club Pro Guy. Do you like him, yes or no? Now, Club Pro Guy, if you're not aware of him, is a Twitter sensation that has kind of an edgy take on the golf universe. Some people like him and some people don't. He's, he's a little bit of a polarizing character. But when you ask PGA professionals, it seems like he gets a pretty good approval rating. More than 75% of those polled said yes, which was interesting to me. I didn't know if everyone was going to get, get his humor, but seems like everyone's enjoying a little bit of humor at this time. And I, I think that that's a great thing. Now, next question. Really kind of a cool question here to see the numbers on this. How many hole-in-ones do you have? So of the guys that answered, it went everywhere from zero to the most being 12. So one guy had 12 hole-in-ones, which I thought was really cool. Another guy answered, and he said that he had two, but he grew up next door 
way back when, when he was a kid, to the guy that holds the world Guinness record for the most hole-in-ones in a lifetime. So, and he's a New Jersey pro here, and I thought that that was a pretty cool statistic and story. So, I mean, uh, all sorts of good stuff coming out of there. Um, I, myself, I have two hole-in-ones. Uniquely enough, they're both on hole number 11. Uh, One was at East Hampton Golf Club, and the other one is at Springdale. Uh, I never really thought about that until now, but yeah, hole number 11. Pretty cool. All right, last one. Question number nine. Describe your job in two words. Now, this was a really, really fun question and really insightful. Um, I can't believe the creativity and also the positivity that my peers show. Very fortunate. Dream job. Many hats. A privilege. Very lucky. Magic maker. Really fulfilling. Uh, One who is a brand new golf pro. He put brand new. Lucky guy, problem solver, pure magic. For me, it's pretty simple. It's never-ending fun. But you knew that about me already. And folks, I wish there was never-ending fun on a Friday afternoon, but we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, I'm going to say thanks to our friends and sponsors before I send you over to our friend Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports. Of course, our sponsors and our supporters, the one and only TaylorMade Golf. We're staying golf-domestic. Don't you worry about it. New Jersey Golf Foundation, we know that they'll be back better than ever when it comes to their three pillars in supporting and growing the game. Summit Golf Brands, cool little tidbit about them. They started taking their materials and making masks, safety masks for everyone in New York City and in the country. Really cool. I bet one of their B-Dratty masks is extremely comfortable with that Peruvian cotton. There's no doubt about that. And I got to thank F.H. Wadsworth. All right, well, I can't stop there. I got to thank Wade Weezer on the board, the Springdale Board of Governors, and Troon Golf Management. Hang in there, everybody, and most importantly, hang in there, my listeners. We're going to be heading to Springdale very soon. So let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Palm Springs, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.